0: Hello, and welcome to Sports View with Simon Rivacaba. I'm your host, Simon Rivacaba. Uh, Thursday, April 29th, 2021, NFL Draft first round just completed. Uh, first three picks was quarterbacks. Everybody knew uh, the first two picks, Zach Wilson, Trevor, uh, Trevor Lawrence the Jaguars, Zach Wilson to uh, the, the Jets. Wilson to me just looks... Almost like a butt you just get a feeling he's he's gonna be over his head once he gets there. He looks confident on t v and in interviews but i I don't know I think that New York media is gonna be a little bit too much, so sorry jets fans uh, trevor Lawrence looks like I can't miss then they added his uh running back from Clemson uh later in the round, so he's gonna have some comfort there uh with the team uh and then uh then the big surprise, everybody was awaiting the 49ers. They went with Trey Lance, and then that kind of shook everything else up, uh, made everything go uh, to whatever, you know, whether it was a plan A or plan B for other teams. But that was the one. <clears throat> in only the third time in history we had the first three draft picks be quarterbacks. So let's look back to those other drafts. Uh, 1971, uh, you had Jim Plunkett, uh, Archie Manning, number one and two. Dan Pastoroni uh, was pick number three, uh, obviously Plunkett, Manning, they, they had good careers. Uh, the fourth and fifth pick uh, quarterbacks picked in, in that year's was wasn't until the third round, so you had in 1971, the first three picks were all quarterbacks, and a quarterback didn't get picked until the third round after that, and then two of them. Fourth pick, the fourth quarterback taken in that in that uh, in 1971 was Lynn Dickey of the Oilers, and he became a, a Pro Bowler. Leo Hart with the Falcons, uh, not a memorable career. And if we want to look to 1999, uh, Tim Couch with the number one pick, and Achilles Smith to the Bengals. Number three picks were were busts, but uh, Donovan McNabb, the second quarterback taken, was the the one that prospered out of that group. Then you look at. Uh, the fourth and fifth quarterbacks taken of that draft, and that was Dante Culpepper, who Vikings drafted, and he, and he had a, a decent career, long long career, uh, and then Kate McNown was the fifth quarterback, and he he stayed in the league a while, and he sort of reminds me of the Peyton Ramsey, what I was trying to say in a podcast earlier before the draft. Peyton Ramsey, the quarterback for Northwestern, who had been a transfer from Indiana, he seems to me like somebody that, you know he's not maybe going to be the starter the you know pro bowler and but he he might be the guy that in 15 to 20 years he's still in the league compared to other to these uh other quarterbacks that got drafted way ahead of him he just feels like a guy he's confident and uh and looks very coachable and i just think that he's going to be in the right systems and kind of going to almost like uh Colt McCoy you know he's still in the league people forget but he's you know he's he's on a roster he's good enough to make a roster and if he needs to step in I'm sure he'd 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 do well he can manage a game manage a team Uh, so that was Peyton Peyton Ramsey the Northwestern Court he's kind of the quarterback sleeper quarterback in this draft that I think might get picked up you know in the late rounds and then he'll just have a long sustained career that solid where he you know he's he's made a roster he makes a roster for a long time and then it turns out he's one of those quarterbacks from the, from this year's class that that outlives uh, some of the other quarterbacks uh the one that I think is is the perfect fit from today's draft is uh, uh Justin Fields going to Chicago Chicago of course has been a basketball town and with the the crime rate and things going on in the city Justin just might be their savior their hero here if he has a good career, he's he's a guy that I think will contribute a lot to the city, and become uh, a fan favorite and loved by the community, and hopefully get things turned around there with uh, with what he, he can be with his platform. Uh, you know, looking at my Carolina Panthers, of course uh, J.C. Um, uh, uh, Hood, who we who we got uh, the quarterback. Uh, one of the things, though, but him, and then the next pick by Denver was Patrick Sertan. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, J.C. Horn, who was Joel Horn's son, and Patrick Sertan's junior, Patrick Sertan, senior's son. That's something that's invaluable. When when your father, when you have a parent that played in the league, uh, you know you talk about like Seth Curry always bringing Steph uh, Curry to practices, and Steph practiced with NBA players when he was a young young kid. That kind of experience is invaluable. So growing up. Uh, in the league and around the league you know all the kind of turns and corners of it you know the distractions that can happen I'm sure uh, you may, might not understand him as a kid but uh, now he's got a father that can kind of school him on what to expect and what to avoid so I think that's invaluable when you have a, a, a former top player's uh, son now going in the league you know they're usually well disciplined and they know how to play the game because they've been taught to play from young age pretty much i mean they grew up in in the industry um michael parsons the linebacker that got taken by the cowboys i think he could be a stud there uh because if the offense gets going uh he could be that spark plug on the defense that makes the big plays and, and gets them off the field on, on third down uh uh here the local you know kind of the local team is the Raiders uh Raiders and 49ers and the Raiders went with a pretty big big boy Leatherwood from Alabama he just looks big and you know we the Trent Edwards uh uh endeavor the deal didn't really work out uh he got in trouble I don't know what the dynamics are of, of being in Vegas and playing for Vegas and then having the distractions that the city can cause but that's like the LA areas and uh you know, in the New York markets and in the bigger city markets, uh, you know, Vegas has a lot of distractions, a lot of things that can get you there if you, if you go and play there. So we'll see how he turns out. Uh, overall, good pick. I mean, the NFL doesn't miss. I mean, this is the draft, which really you're not going to know that who the winners and losers are for several years, at least, but uh he, I mean, you saw the huge crowd there in Cleveland, and everybody's who you know, you they hear the the pick that their team picks, and it's suddenly, that's that team's savior, and there's a lot of hopes go, go up. So there's there's fans at all thirty-two teams that are hopeful this season. You know, even even the Jaguar fans. I mean, go to go from one to fifteen now. They're acting like. You know, they have a shot at the Super Bowl and, uh, and you never know. You, you just never know the league is set up for equality and uh, you know the different teams. Mac Jones falling to the Patriots. It just seems the Patriots can't miss. I mean even if they're not trying to target anybody, they end up with with some kind of good players and, and they're always drafting late in the first round because of their history. And and you know their perennial uh, playoff team, yet they land Mac Jones <clears throat> with number fifteen. I mean he just falls right into their lap, and so here they are again with another another potential gem on their team that can uh, carry them in the years to come. Uh, but yeah, I mean the, the NFL makes everything big. I mean this is like you know the how the weigh-ins are in boxing. It's it's become a big spectacle that draws a huge crowd and and a lot of interest. You know, in boxing, you see that, and it's just fighters getting on the scale to see how much they weigh and make sure they're on weight. And yet, it draws a lot of crowd, sells a lot of beer. And uh, you, the NFL is just, you know, they do, they do that 10 times bigger. And for, like I said, for something that you're not really going to know the real results from for a couple of years, but everybody gets hopeful today and everybody's alive and well with, with their team for the most part. Uh, but yeah, but what a great night. We got rounds two and three tomorrow and the way that the NFL spread it out. I mean, it's it's become, a, like I said, a spectacle in an event. It's a three-day event, weekend event. And look forward to seeing uh, where players fall. You know, uh, my philosophy with the draft is in the first round, you want to pick somebody that is a probable starter or, you know, almost all, a likely starter. Then second and third rounds is a probable starter. And then you'd look for quality backups in rounds four through seven. Uh the Panthers have kinda gone I, just by, by what I know about them, what they've done, they just ranked the top one hundred and they have their board of one hundred. This is why their their pick is usually in pretty quick. They don't they don't let that clock get near nearly down to the wire, uh, because they just have a system and it's been long standing. I mean when the Jerry Richardson owned Panthers, it was just it just became what their tradition is just have the top 100 scouted uh, players on the on the board that that you know that <clears throat> that they determine and you cross off whoever gets drafted when it's your turn you you go with the top guy the top person on on that on that board and that's why i think now this makes the eighth straight, it's the eighth draft pick for for Matt Rule and the eighth defensive player but that's how it is. It, it's by accident because they were looking last season at several offensive players, but it was just the way it worked out when it was their pick. <clears throat> the guy at the top of their board at that time was all defensive players, and just like today with J.C. Horn. Uh, it would have been interesting to see if Trey Lance was had fallen or even Justin Fields. I think those were quarterbacks that would have worked in Carolina. But, you know, had it not been for the Sam Darnold trade and the Sam Darnold... Uh, experiment is working, and a lot of people thought we should have gone with a uh, offensive uh, lineman <clears throat> but uh we have a a a good a good line right now just you know they're learning a new system and I, I do feel confident in the players that are there currently and players we can still pick up so so we'll see there that's <clears throat> again I speak better from the Panthers being that I'm a fan and I follow them more than anything but and then how, you you know, everybody out there has their own team and will kind of give their own opinion based on the better knowledge than I have. But another great night of uh, sports and, uh, you know, the draft kind of ran the day and just wanted to give my thoughts on that. Uh, we'll see you next time for Sports View. This is Simon Rukava checking out.